no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, and it is here on this very podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest in PlayStation each and every Thursday. And alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm good, Joe. I, it feels like I've, we've been going nonstop for a while now. Oh, we had quite the week. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been a quite just like a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, for sure. Then we had the kind of funny meetup. Um, I got to meet it's a hero. It. And then, yeah. like, I almost got mugged. <laughs> Found yeah. out I had a hernia. Now I'm under oh. the weather. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, like, a ton of things. A ton of things. Do you have to have surgery on the hernia or no? Probably. Probably. Oh, That's going to okay. be an adventure. So, like, it's yeah. been a, a, f- a series of ups and downs. But with that, today, here at the Trophy Room, again, we talk about the latest and greatest of PlayStation. We got some greats and we got some not yeah, so do. great news. We got name changes. We got God of War Finally. news. They won some BAFTAs, guys. Star Wars is coming out in a few days. Or, well, let me say that. A trailer for Fallen Jedi or Fallen Order coming out yeah. <laughs> later this week. But before we get into that, Kyle. What have you been playing? Uh, so, like Joe said, we were at the meet and greet on Saturday all day. Sunday, I was at WrestleMania, and then I was at Raw and SmackDown this week as well. So, I didn't get to play much. But today, I played uh, Borderlands Game of the Year Edition mm-hmm. for a couple hours, um, which is the first game in the franchise. You and tell me not to buy. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you got it at Pax. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Uh, How are you liking it? Uh, it, in my eyes, I can see why I liked it. But I totally prefer to way, way, way much more. Okay. Um, one, it's very brownish all around. Like, there's not a whole lot of fluctuation in color. Mm-hmm. Um, so but Trump again, didn't like this game? No. Yeah. Uh, I didn't even hear cage. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> not even two minutes into the show. No. Uh, yeah, so the game's fun. It's Borderlands, which is great. Uh, I, I remember playing this back in the day, so I need to get to the point where I stop playing one. Maybe it'll feel a little bit fresher. Okay. Um, but I'm happy to be back in the land of Pandora, and I'm excited to get through it and then play two with you whenever you decide to pick it up. Because well, that's what I'm really Kyle, waiting for. Let me tell you something. What up? I picked it up. Yeah, buddy. It was like 15 bucks. I was just like, well. It's time. Here we are. You know? Yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's So I... I, I picked that up just a few days ago because it was on sale. And then I got two games for review code. So before we begin, because I know I'd forget, I played Falcon Age, which was provided Ooh. by Outer Loop Games. Um, fantastic. So far, so very good. It's a VR game, first and foremost, but you can play it outside a just mm-hmm. regular PlayStation 4. It runs for $19.99. And you're playing as a young girl who you're... Your planet has been taken over by robots, but how they how they talk about it is actually how it would be. It's not like, oh, the human race has been taken over by robots. Actually, it's about colonialization. And so it's telling the other side of the tale that oftentimes when we think of the brave new world, the brave new frontier, it's often through the white person's perspective and how awesome and how adventurous things are. They don't talk about the people that suffered. So you're very much in this kind of, again, from what I'm getting, this kind of like Native American almost like feel to it where, yeah, like everybody I've met is brown. Like I'm... I'm a person of color in this game, uh, and a lady, a matter of that. And the cool thing about it is 
you there's little like dialogue options that you get. And I didn't know this was going to be a thing, but there's one question where you meet your auntie. That's one of the main characters, and she calls you by your natural name, and it's just like a really long like fifteen letter name. And I was just like, oh, there's a shorter option. It's just Ara. And so I was like, no, call me Ara. And then she says, the auntie asks me something along the lines of, this is your culture. This is your heritage. Mm-hmm. Embrace it. Or did you make that decision or did they tell you to do that? Wow. I'm like, no, I just, I was just like, whoa, shit. Yeah, it's deep. Yeah. And like, yeah, you're playing this game. It's VR. Um, you're solving puzzles and fighting things with this bird, this falcon. Everybody, like the warriors, are like falcon warriors, mm-hmm. which is a great way to set up how combat's going to work. So there's flying enemies, there's grounded enemies, and you have a whip and a baton to beat stuff up with. That's I awesome. thought for the combat in VR, it actually feels really good. And because there's guys, enemies in the sky, and like towers will actually shoot at your falcon. So you actually have to call back the falcon. You have to actually kind of plan attacks more strategic like than most VR games where it's just like beat the shit with a hammer as much as you can. Mm -hmm. You actually got to think about every engagement you walk into. So I like the combat a lot for VR. It's a great stepping stone. But outside of VR, I would say, hmm, I don't know. This To me, it's cool that you can play it without your VR, but I would so much prefer this just strictly as a VR title. Also, the little falcon you get, grows up to be this huge falcon. And the cool thing that they did there, because I don't like the big falcon, I think it just takes up too much view, um, you could just switch back to it being a baby by putting this little hat on it. And turns it back into a baby. And you could put little hats, you could put little like monocles and like (laughs) handkerchiefs on them. Real question though, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Before, I'll I'll do a silly one and then I'll ask you a serious one. Yeah. How many times have you fist bumped the falcon? Honestly, every time I'm walking around, I'm pressing square. Yeah, I'm just like, and they're like every time. Like my favorite one's the heart, and I'm like, oh my god, this is the, I need to save this bird. If this bird dies in the story, I'm gonna fucking cry. Uh, my serious up. question yeah. is like, movement in VR is always tricky to get. Is it like you're teleporting from spot to spot, or are you actually walking yes, with the sticks? But if you want to, they let you move around with open sticks, and okay. I know we're gonna talk about it. Very accessible as well. They let you customize the the type of movement you want nice. in the game as well. And they'll allow you to strafe with your head or they'll let you pick up the stick and, and any weird like off. vertigo feeling from moving around with the stick. <sighs> no, I mean like okay. it takes a little bit of getting used to, but it felt, it felt fine. I think my nice. brain knows at this point that it's not it's real. VR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and then I played, uh, this one provided by three fields entertainment, uh, dangerous driving. Yeah. I shouldn't like this game, Kyle. No, I'm, I know you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm not a burnout fan, not a racing yeah. guy. God, is this game so good. <laughs> it's fun, right? It's, it's fun. Like, this game was made in seven months by seven people, and you can tell it's been made in seven months by seven people. It's yeah. not the most polished. I fell through the graphics a few times, but it's just so much fun. Um, it's like, if you're not a driving guy, if you miss the arcade, like feel of racing games, if you're not into the Forza, like simulation or Gran Turismo, like simulation sport thing, this one's right up your alley. It's so good. I love elimination. Pursuit is so much fun. There's so many modes that makes the bland level design actually feel great. 
Mm-hmm. Overall, I'm loving, I'm loving dangerous driving. You know I what? Do you think it's worth the thirty bucks? Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you, uh, I heard from uh, two of our former guests, Blessing mm-hmm. and Emmett, mm-hmm. um, that who both played this game. Where I believe it has like Spotify in integration in the game. It does. So you can go on Spotify and find a burnout. Uh, playlist from back yep. in the day yep. and it feels just like you're playing a prettier version of the old school burnout games yeah and that's how i would suggest it because music is practically non-existent yeah so you definitely want something in the back this is a great podcast game as well turn your brain off listen to a stream or listen to a podcast it's that's awesome it's great it's awesome both games that we've gotten for review again I'm really enjoying them. You can find probably um, a more in-depth review on Bad Big Games for Dangerous Driving uh, today, probably. And also for Falcon Age, once I beat it, uh, it'll be on the uh, site as well. So there you go. Awesome. And also, Kyle, I forgot yeah. to mention this because I didn't tell What's you up? before the show. Um, no, we did. have a different layout for the YouTube oh, viewers. Where am I? Am I still next to you? Well, we're on the People Play Games type of banner right now because we just launched a new podcast called people play games it's all about me lifting the veil lifting the curtain behind various creative awesome people in the industry most of which you don't get to hear a lot about so we interviewed caitlin from your geeky gal pal and it's all about being a queer gamer and identifying as a queer gamer in the video game industry and representation and it's awesome go check it out the response to it has been insane so That's thank awesome. you all so much. Good to hear. Yeah. With that, I know you've been working on that for a while, so I'm happy. It's that been it's super stressful. <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. super stressful <laughs> and nerve wracking uh, because it's pretty much it is literally just saying here's a here's a big bullseye on my back. Say all the mean shit you want about me now. All right. It's like it it gets to you. But again, I've not seen a mean comment yet. So yay! All of it's been Perfect. super positive. Thank you so much, Kyle. We got a lot of goobers today. Right. Yeah, but they're they're important goobers. They're very juicy goobers. So with that, yeah. what's the first story on the goober? This comes from the one and only PlayStation blog, and it's been a long time coming, Joe. Online ID change on PSN. Your questions answered. It's finally here, everybody. We're excited to announce it, the op- what? I said, but do we want it? Oh, oh, good question. We're excited to announce that the online ID change feature on PSN is officially launching to all PlayStation 4 owners later today. You'll also be able to change your online ID via web browser, and that feature will also be available starting today. All PS4 games originally published on or after April 1st, 2018, have been developed to support this the online ID change feature. However, since they have not all been specifically tested with the feature, we cannot guarantee that they will support it. For more details and information, we encourage you to refer to the list of tested games before making a change to your online ID. Do keep in mind that the large majority of most actively played PS4 games support the feature. The change can only be made through a PS4 system or web browser. The first change is free, and changes after that will cost $9.99 USD or Canadian funny money. For PlayStation Plus members, it will cost $4.99 USD or Canadian funny money for each change after the first one. I like how you t- say funny money, and it's just bullshit. Crazy. Funny money. Yeah. Right? It's, like, it's, dumb, dumb it's Monopoly crazy. money. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much bright colors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what kind of issues could I potentially run into, Joe? Good thing you asked. Below are some of the issues you may encounter. We expect major issues to occur only in a small number of games. Number one. Your previous online ID may remain visible to you and other players in some areas. Number two, 
You may lose progress within games, including game save data, leaderboard data, and progress towards trophies. Number three, parts of your game and applications may not function properly both online and offline. Number four, you may lose access to content, including paid-for content, that you may have acquired for your games, including content like add-ons and virtual currency. And then number three is a list, or number five, excuse me, is a list of games with some issues that have been identified through the testing. And these games are as follow. Absolver, Downfall. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag. Big City Stories, Bloodborne. Call of Duty Ghosts, <laughs> Cross Out. Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin. Dark Souls 3, Dragon Quest Builders, EA Sports FIFA 17 Standard Edition, Gauntlet Slayer Edition, God Eater 2 Rage Burst, Grand Theft Auto 5, Gundam Versus, Guns Up, Injustice 2 Standard Edition, Killzone Shadowfall, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, MLB The Show 17, Naruto Shippuden. There's three Naruto Shippuden games. Yeah. That's it. That's uh, all we need to do. There's Storm 4, Storm Trilogy, and Road to Baruto expansion. Right. Uh, NBA 2K19, PlayStation VR Worlds, Yikes. Rock Band 4, Rocksmith 2014 Edition, The Last of Us Remastered, Yikes! Titanfall 2, Trackmania Turbo, Trove, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Yikes! Uno, Warframe, and Wipeout Omega Collection. Now, here's games. Again, some problems. That yes. means you may see other players as their old names. It's all really mm-hmm. means. Yeah. Small little things. Little things. Again, that's what we've been told. But here's a list of major problems that, please, if you're thinking about switching your name, here's the games you need to be worried about playing. Disc Jam. Everybody's Golf. Just Dance 17, Little Big Planet 3, MLB 14, all the way to 16, the show, uh, Onrush, which is like the latest one out of all mm-hmm. these games, right? Yeah. Uh, Golf Club 2, Worms Battlegrounds. The three people out there playing Worms, I salute you. With that, Kyle, yeah. goes to this tangent by our very own Sean Capri. We knew about all the reasons this was a bad solution, but people seem to be celebrating today. This shouldn't have been a problem to begin with, and sacrificing games I own to change my name is brutal. We don't have to worry about a digital future. We have to worry about a digital now when it comes to Sony, when it comes to PlayStation. Uh, You could use that in today's podcast, Mr. Bad Bit. I will, Sean. Um, You're right and wrong. I think... Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to break this down. I think people are excited because you could finally change it. Yes. Right? What are your thoughts about – that's a long list. And, like, yes. yeah, a lot of those games aren't the most popular, but people still play them. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, the one that, to me, holy like, Last of Us, Uncharted 4, Four. Bloodborne. Those are three yeah. biggies that are in yeah. the some issues. GTA 5, too. Oh, yeah. So – Kyle, what are your first thoughts walking in? Why are people Man. celebrating? Are you like, what, are you, what is your initial guttural reaction? I, I mean, the celebrating part is, is easy for me to understand because it's finally here. Mm-hmm. Sony actually put in the work and it's here. And since April 1st of last year, they actually made it. So in the future, all games won't really have an issue. Yeah. Uh, at least according to them. Sure. Um, but I do agree with Sean that there is there's a lot of concern here. 
Like, let's say, for example, let's just say GTA 5. Let's say you lose all of that virtual currency that you may have bought to play online. That sure. is a lot of money that will be lost because sure. you just change your name. Uh, or think about uh, your game of the generation, Bloodborne. You just lose progress after all that hard work of taking down a super tough boss. Right. Like that is that's just rough. because you wanted to change your name. Yeah, that, yeah. that is that is rough. Like I, what what are the workarounds to that? Do you just are have they? a local save and you just don't upload it to the cloud from mm-hmm. PS Plus? Like, I don't know how, how to switch that. But, like, that shouldn't even be a problem for us to figure out. Right. Type of thing. So I, I, I can see where, where Sean's coming from. But I can also see, like, yay, it's finally here. If you have an awful name like Awesome Slong, like, I don't know, somebody. Uh, you know, <laughs> it'd be great. would have that word? <laughs> doofus. <laughs> yeah, no, like, that's the same feeling here. So, like... Here's the thing about the trophy room. This is why I love it so much. And I honestly got Kyle. I think we have the best freaking podcast on the internet is because though we're, we're a PlayStation centric show. We're not telling you that all things are hunky dory and that this is the best thing ever that we're not Mm -hmm. trying to sell you a shit sandwich. And, you know, we cover PlayStation. That doesn't mean that we have a, you know, we have to be absolute on everything Sony backs. There's a yeah. lot of creators out there. Like, if you're a Nintendo creator, man, you're dying on that Labo sword for some freaking reason, right? Well, you can't really die on it, it'll just bend. <laughs> Take that, guru. <laughs> like, there are, like, there are, like, creators that every, like, there are Xbox podcasts out there. Luke, this is not pertaining to you, but, like, they're trying to tell me that, like, Crackdown, A, isn't as bad as what everybody else says, and that this is actually a huge feat for Microsoft to even achieve. And it's just like, no, it's just a mediocre to bad game, and it's okay, mm. and it's okay right? Like, not every game that comes out on PlayStation we love. A lot of them, that's why we're on this platform. But, like, not every decision that we see, we're behind, yeah. Like I'm not telling you to go out there and buy PS now. God, I know, don't. No. Like you don't. Um, you know, we're not we're not trying to say that backwards compatibility doesn't matter. It matters. Right? We're not trying to tell you that uh crossplay doesn't matter. It matters. When I look at this solution and to Sean's point, right? Of we don't have to worry about a digital future. We have to worry about a digital now. That's where I actually completely disagree with you, Sean. We're seeing, as of right now, Sony reacting. We're seeing the wheels begin to turn. Is it as fast as I would like it to be? Absolutely not. But you're seeing them, like, over the past few weeks, we've seen them go back on digital returns and offer something that is a better solution. We're seeing the beginnings, the very very near inception, of you being able to play anywhere, right? I know it's a bad app, but trust me, once the PlayStation 5 comes out, we're going to have controller support. Just stop yelling. Um, you know, we're seeing Sony patent things for backwards compatibility. So we're seeing Sony prepare, and then we're also seeing them restructure to prepare for network compatibility or, or network capacity, right? We've just seen that. The whole, uh, the whole upper echelon has shifted. The old president is now in charge of the networking and now the uh, Jim Ryan is now the president of, of Sony Interactive Entertainment because one knows how to sell boxes and the other one hopefully knows how to deal with some internet constraints. So yeah. we're seeing them make right moves. 
But here's the thing, Sean, I'm going to call you out on your shit on. We've seen Xbox being really, really progressive and really awesome on things like backwards compatibility, right? They looked at the, the future and they go, we don't have the backlog like Sony or Nintendo has. We don't have that first party strength. Let's just give them everything we got. Right. That's backwards compatibility. Right. Let's be progressive with everybody playing together. That's awesome. And now you have something that they know will take them, will put wind behind their back. We're seeing Microsoft being really progressive with awesome new ideas. But there is still one thing we don't see from Microsoft. That is any reason to buy the fucking box. I'm sorry. I'm going to be very blunt and honest with you. Game Pass is great and all, but I'm not buying a box for games that I've played years already or you know, years ago already. Right. I'm not buying an Xbox for Halo or Gears of War anymore. They don't have a first party backing. And now they've given us promises. Don't worry. We've bought seven, seven, you know, uh, studios, but we'll ignore the ones that we completely shafted and closed down this generation. Right? I'm looking at you, Fable. I'm looking at you, Phantom Dust. I'm looking at you, even Crackdown. Yeah. yeah. So hard at it aside, we've yeah. seen Microsoft make a lot of promises this generation, but we haven't seen anything from them in terms of first party. And guess what? Everybody's cheering Xbox on, going, wow, next, next generation, they're going to kill it. But have we really seen anything that says otherwise of me actually buying the box? Like, look at Nintendo right now. Nintendo is in a position where they do not have any type of network, right? Like their online system is beyond anemic. Mm -hmm. Are we not worried about them? Yeah. So we're at a point where all three, the big three, are all figuring out what their strengths and what their weaknesses are, and they're all fixing them. Mm -hmm. So is this the perfect solution? No. But Sean, do you have a better one? Anybody out there who's being so pessimistic about this, do you have a better one? And I'm not saying that this is, this is awesome, we should just deal with it, but do you really think Sony, this huge corporation that knows that this is an imperfect plan, is going to suffer the PR nightmare of releasing this if they didn't think this is the best they can do? Agreed. So, no, it's not perfect. No, we're not here championing it, but at the same exact time, is it the worst thing in the world and we should be so concerned about Sony at this very point in time in the future? No. In fact, I'm optimistic because at least they're trying. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that in terms of, like, just give them a chance, but, like, at least we see the wheels are spinning. That's been my bad bit rant of the night. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. Thank you. That's what I got to get off my chest because, like, I get it. Sometimes you're just like, like I look at Labo and I roll my eyes. I'm like, oh my, wait, why are people excited about this? I get it. This isn't perfect. Now, I'm not telling you that this is great, but I'm also telling you this is probably the best that they could come up with. Because if I had a DeLorean and I could travel back to 2005 and run over to the guy that thought, hey, you know what? Let's put our IDs on our, on, on our names. That's a great idea. Do you not yeah. think I would stop him and slap him in the face? Yeah. No, we would. Yeah. They thought they thought that your ID was like an email address. Mm-hmm. It's like every time like you make a business account on Gmail and then you misspelled something, you're like, damn it. I got to live with this or I got to go and make another one. No, it's not perfect. It's not great, but it's there. And for the 60% of PlayStation 4 players that hopped on the bandwagon when Xbox fell on its face, this doesn't matter to them. 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't. It's not that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not what some people are making it out to be. I don't know. <sighs> I'm with you. Kyle, we got another question. A <laughs> 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 whole rant. <clears throat> Marcus O'Neill writes over on Twitter and asks... With PSN's long-awaited name changes finally coming to fruition, what's the next fan servicey feature you would like to see Sony implement? Man, this is a tough question because yeah. uh, I I feel like the easy way is just backwards compatibility. Mm. Just give us like the entire PlayStation backlog um, in some way. I'm not saying all at once; that would be insane. Right. But like a, a plan to roll out like here's PS1 trickle for a couple months then ps2 then mm-hmm. ps3 then psp vita uh stuff like that would be fantastic yeah but i'm trying to think of outside of that box what now, is the next fan service you think with all that said though none of these games would be trophy compatible right i i wouldn't think so but that would be a really cool again that would be a cool fan servicey thing to do is to replay the older games. I mean, like, look at this shit. I agree. You know, Last of Us might give me troubles if I change my name to not something bad and generic, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Um, with that, maybe a PS2 actual classic, like an actual classic machine you know that actually runs well. <laughs> oh, boy. You know what? Let's make something out of cardboard and call it innovative. That's a good one. Um, what fan servicey thing? Uh, just give me cross progression. I really don't even care about crossplay in terms of like the grand scheme of things. Give me cross progression so that I can take yeah. a game and actually play it wherever, and I'm fine. That's the thing I really care about the most more than cross play. I want cross progression. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Kyle, man, check my blood pressure after that one. Sean, I love you. Just knock yeah, it off. Yeah, we love negative. you, buddy. Been very negative recently. I just want to hug you. Tell you it's okay. Let's talk about God of War. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> this next goober comes from Push Square. Yeah. God of War PS4 director says accessibility will never compromise his vision. The debate over accessibility and difficulty in games sparked by the release of Sekiro Shadows Die Twice has been an ongoing matter for a few weeks now. And God of War director Corey Barlog took to Twitter to share his brief thoughts on the matter. In a reply to a tweet, Corey said, accessibility has never and will never be a compromise to my vision. In a line of tweets, Matt Thorson, creator of Celeste, stated, If Sekiro had a Celeste-style assist mode, 1. Combat speed, 50-100%, to 100%, sets game speed while enemies are aggroed, 2. Resurrections, plus 1 or infinite, 3. Invisible while sneaking, 4. Infinite posture, 5. Invincible while drinking gourd or always. Important elements of assist modes for hard games, in my opinion. All right. And with that, <clears throat> Eric writes in via the Casa de Batbit Discord. There you go. Ooh. Trying to remember that. It popped in my head. In regards to the Sekiro easy mode debate that had been around for a while now, with many people asking for it to be changed to cater to everyone instead of the difficulty-looking audience, my question is, do you uh, – or sorry – is should a game be made less difficult to make it more inclusive to other people who don't want to improve their skill and adding that what uh what can a game try to be more accessible to others especially people with disabilities okay so kyle 
Yeah. What do you think about this whole easy mode debacle? I, it's, it's a uh, thought that I use in many facets of my life. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect you, let it be. Okay. Like, I, I feel like, yes, I think all games should have some sort of an assist mode or difficulty tiers. Like most, like when we grew up, yeah. like uh, every, every game I remember growing up with, you can pick easy, normal, hard, very hard. If you're a crazy person, mm-hmm. uh, it, it just, it makes sense to me because not everyone is the same level of skill of a gamer, but they want to experience what that game is. And so mm-hmm. if, you are that hardcore gamer that likes your Bloodborne, your Dark Souls, your tough, very tough games, uh, then you don't need that. And I get that. But you wanting to prevent other people to actually experience the game and and, and look down on just the thought of it having an, ex- right. a, an easier mode to it is absurd to me. It, yeah, I think this whole debate came out of an article out of Kotaku where saying easy mode never ruined a game. And then people are like, how dare you? And it's kind of like a thing we see on the internet a lot. Or like every time a From Software game comes out, um, we get this like talk about difficulty and, um, and yeah, like catering it. Like, like how Eric, you, you, you say it, like, uh, catering the, the game where everyone instead of the difficulty looking audience, right? Like you're playing Bloodborne, you're playing Dark Souls because you want that challenge. You want that sense of accomplishment. That's yeah, why you want to improve you, your skill. Yeah, you want to. So for me walking into this, um, I very much am, I'm of two minds on this, right? Okay. So one, I, I come from the Bloodborne background of the Dark Souls yep. background. I've played most of the uh, Dark Souls series. Love Bloodborne, though. That's the game I could say I've beaten, I love multiple times. Um, but at the end of the day, um, I also see the other side of like, you know, there's people with disabilities. I'm yeah. lucky enough that I'm born with all my appendages, that I haven't, knock on wood, anything happened to me that has inhibited my way of playing video games. But I know I'm lucky, and I know that there are some people that aren't as, I hate to say, lucky as I am, mm-hmm. right? Some people aren't, you know, don't have the gift of sight like the way we do. Or some people, you know, like my sister-in-law got into a car accident. She can't hold a controller. It's just the way it is. Her nerve, <laughs> nerve damage sets her off so much that she's constantly in pain. So I see people like my sister-in-law, and of course I want them to play games. Yeah. Uh, should, you know, should every single game have an easy mode just so that everybody plays it? I don't know about that. Really? What I, I think I, what I and what I mean by that is I think there could be a middle ground. I think what Matt talks about is something where, listen, if you want that challenge, it's there and it's right yeah. there in front of you. You access it in the menu screen. You make it in dis, uh, uh, accessibility options, and then you set the game to the way you want it to. Yeah. I think that's the way you, you make it so that people are happy about that decision in a game like Dark Souls, in a game like Sekiro. Yeah. But, like, I don't think necessarily, like, I haven't beaten Sekiro. I probably won't beat Sekiro. I don't feel like the game should be put on the easy mode because I can't beat it. But I think the option should be there so that people could tweak it 
if they have a physical or you know mental disability that they can't they they want that achievement as well but it's not that easy for them you know what i mean i get that but i don't i don't understand how it takes away from a game where if the game like uh the old god of war games do this yeah like where if you're getting your ass kicked in the harder modes it will say do you want to default to an easier mode yeah don't do that you keep you keep dying over and over again but why no because like the the it gives you the option it doesn't kick you to easy yeah because like it gives you the option if you want to the whole point of like like that's fine for games like that (laughs) right but like for games like like bloodborne it's about dying over and over again. It's about learning from your mistake, no matter how many times that takes. Uh-huh. So, like, for me, like, there's a lot of games where I get frustrated when I see that screen when I've died multiple times. They're like, so you want to go to easy mode because you're, apparently you're a fucking dummy. Or, like, you want to do normal because you're a dumb, dumb idiot. And I'm like, no, not dumb, dumb. Stop it. Knock it off. Like, I, I got this game. I've got this. It just kind of adds to frustration. So, like, for me, though, I think, like, Again, I'm not saying no game can have easy mode, yeah. but I think like there is a way where we put it to the accessible options, and we just go, okay, like, I saw this on uh, Dreamcast Guy's channel. He thought it was hilarious. I actually thought it was awesome, where there's a mod in Sekiro on the PC. You could change it so that the enemies, uh, like, you can actually set how the enemy speed is and your speed, so you can move super fast or they can move super slow, Okay, and that helps for people who aren't or don't have quick reflexes mm-hmm. or, you know, again, like any type of disability you have that that helps you, it gives you the advantage in stuff like that is to me way more helpful than just an easy button. But what, but what if that option to go down to an easy mode is that where the enemies are a little bit slower and they detail what that means if you change? Yeah, but I think those are just standard blocks. I think a more customizable route would be mm-hmm. better in a game like Dark Souls. Okay. Right? Or a game a game that centered around that challenge. Sure. But like going back to Matt Thorson with Celeste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that is a game where I did use assist mode to sure. clean up all the, the stuff at the end. Sure. Does that make it any less of a reward because I did that? No. Or so like then I don't understand the the fight of having or, or or just having that be a thing in all games like that. That's where I'm coming. From. I mean, we're both well, arguing kind you. of the same thing yeah, at yeah. certain points. <laughs> yeah. But like, I don't, I don't understand why a, people are against a game just giving people just an option to experience it. I just want people to experience the games that I love. Well, yeah. So like moving on to Eric's point of like adding that what game can try to be more accessible to others, uh, especially people with disabilities. Uh, honest to God, and I did not know this until I I heard it. I think Andrea Renee on Games Daily talked about it. A lot of Sony games, first party games, have accessible options in there. So like for Uncharted, for example, there's one where you don't have to move the right stick. Yeah. You could just move with just the left stick and, and all that stuff. Um, God of War, there is like multitudes of levels that you can pick in order to play. Um, Horizon, there's just like, give me the cinematics mode. So like, it's all these different types of modes and features put into, uh, into their games that make them more accessible. Naughty Dog, I believe, put it in Uncharted 4 because they got a letter from a fan saying that they couldn't beat Uncharted 2. 
And mm-hmm. so they're just like, well, shit, let's be more accessible. I know, Sean, isn't, yeah. isn't, aren't, isn't Sony just awful? Shouldn't we just be like, you piece of shit, you piece of shit? But like, like, that's awesome that we've seen developers just like out there going, yeah, no, like here's how we make the game better, not easier, but better for people who normally couldn't play this. You know? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I, but yeah, I I think that's kind of what yeah. people want from Sekiro is to make the game better for people that want that yeah. are having troubles with it. Yeah, and I think as well, it's like a lot of people. Man, I've seen a lot of evil shit on the internet as of oh like, yeah, it, this this whole thing brought out reading people. reading people. Yeah, I, it makes me so angry. Yeah, uh, is it just me or is it getting crazier out there? So. Yeah. <sighs> With that, I lost my chain of thought because I wanted to put that Joker reference in there. Um, oh, like my argument has always been: if we're going to do, if we're going to put, like, again, let's champion Xbox here for a second. The adaptive controller is freaking awesome. Yeah. It is the coolest piece of tech that has come out this generation. It is freaking dope. If we can have technology that helps hardware. Why can't we have the technology to help software-wise for people with disabilities? I don't see that as a big negative. So, like, to me, you know, to me, again, like, I don't care if Bloodborne has an easy mode. If that means more people get to experience, I don't care. But for me, I would much rather prefer it so that it's totally customizable from the ground up. So that people like my sister-in-law could play you know, mm-hmm. games. And yeah. it frustrates me when I see people like Nintendo be just not even giving a shit. Like, that's my biggest frustration. Again, like I say about Labo again, it's uh, it's an, irrat- an irrational hatred of that device, of those things, because I look at it and I'm like, wow, Nintendo much much more values cardboard than my sister-in-law. Because, like, she hates, like, well, she likes, like, to watch Sony crap, but she can't play them. She doesn't like Microsoft stuff. She loves Nintendo. So when I look at Labo, I'm like... I really like, oh, yeah, it's about the family, but what about the families that kids have disabilities? Okay, great. So, like, I, I, I get that. Accessibility matters, and I think it should be more of a ground up rather than just, like, here's a button, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Okay. Whew. Kyle, 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 Kyle. <laughs> Man, I was, we got two heavy topics in. <laughs> I just need to rest. <laughs> that's why I put this next segment in here called... Who died and made you Duke? This is some flash news. Uh, oh, wow. This, this goober comes from Nintendo life. What, what are you doing, Joe? I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> Shocker. Royal family out of touch. As Prince Harry says, Fortnite should be banned. The Daily Express reports that during a visit to a YMCA in West London, Prince Harry urged parents to protect their children from irresponsible games using Fortnite as an example. He described the game as an addiction, stating that parents don't know what to do about it and its effects on their children. Prince Harry, quote, The game shouldn't be allowed. Where is the benefit of having it in your household? It's created to addict, an addiction to keep you in front of a computer for as long as possible. It's so irresponsible. Parents have got their hands up. They don't know what to do about it. It's like waiting for the damage to be done, end quote. So two things I got out of the story. First thing I got out, and I want to ask you this question, Kyle. Yeah. Did you know that YMCA was in London? Like they were in Britain? Yes. 
Really? Yeah. I thought that was just an American thing. (laughs) (laughs) Why have CAs gone international since (laughs) when? Let me guess. They were always like in Britain. (laughs) I'm not sure since when, but I knew there there were a couple over there. Okay. So also Prince Harry, right? He's the one that's married to Meghan. Right, I, I think so. I don't really know she's my royal like, family. Like, she's like way too good for him. First off, agreed. Uh, hey, yo, girl, I got my number for you right here. Um, secondly, <laughs> um, I just I got one good question for you. Yeah, a or two good. Um, one, isn't it awesome that we're not ruled by a monarchy? Anymore? Oh, that! Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, stupid idiots. <laughs> Looking at you, Canada. You're letting this old lady tell you how to play your video games. <laughs> Two. Where am I dumping all this shitload of tea that I've stolen from Andrew House's house to to protest? We should have done it at PAX last week. We should. Oh my god, because we were in Boston. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously the story's stupid. Yeah. No. But I do agree. Fortnite is addicting because I've sat through how many episodes of the show where you just talk about how many wins you get in Fortnite. True. Robbie Bobby Miller has the tally mark. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You're right. I have a yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> you can stop anytime I want, Harry. Fight me, bro. Fight me. Kyle, next story on the yeah. Goober say. That was a nice oh, change well, of pace. Oof. It was. But this is a new segment. Do you want to say what the new segment is called? <clears throat> It's a new segment called, I'm going to just scroll up. Have you ever heard of the tragedy of EA the Unwise? It's an old Sith legend. Again, Joe, I don't know what you've been drinking today, but this one comes from PC Gamer. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was my quote from episode three, but okay. Yeah, no, I know. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Everything we know. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will be revealed this week at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. The reveal panel for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order will begin on Saturday, April 13th at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. Star. I'm just going to say Star Wars Jedi. <laughs> or just, yeah, just say the game. You can even do that. You know what? Okay. For the sake of time. Yeah, because it's written like 50,000 yeah, times. Uh, the game has released date of fall 2019. During its announcement, it was already stated that the game would be released during holiday 2019. In an earnings call in February of this year, EA confirmed that fall 2019 is when the game is being released. The tagline for Jedi Fallen Order says the game tells an original Star Wars story around a surviving Padawan set shortly after the events of Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. It's a dark time for the Jedi, and they're being hunted down following the Empire's grim Order 66 policy. 66. Writer Chris Avalone worked on the game. Chris worked on Knights of the Old Republic 2, along many, many other, other PC classics. Yeah, gotcha. Confirmed back in early March that he worked on Jedi Fallen Order with Respawn. Fallen Order is a single-player-only game. Yes! And <laughs> that was me adding that in. <laughs> and it'll feature lightsaber duels, obviously, unusually for Respawn. Creators of the excellent Titanfall games and Apex Legends, Fallen Order is single-player-only which the official Star Wars site confirmed shortly after announcement. That was surprising news, given that the studio's first Titanfall game was multiplayer only. The sequel, of course, added an excellent, if extremely brief, solo campaign. The most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life asks us 
via he did it through the discord there you go are you excited for star wars fallen order especially after everything ea has done with the battlefront games and some of their recent games cough and the cough sucks (laughs) (laughs) so with that that's a great question seamus yeah i got a little game to play with this Ooh. okay we're gonna guess each other's excitement levels oh all right okay okay i don't know i don't have a catchy name for it yet I guess, guess the hype. I don't know. Hmm. We'll think about it. I don't know. I'm out of gas. We'll workshop it. We'll work Kyle? Yeah. I'm guessing, if I'm reading your mind, your hype level is... All right. Let me get a number in my head. Are we doing one, between 1 and 10? 1 and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you're out of 5. Because all the times we're, we've talked about Star Wars, I don't yeah. think you carry the passion for star wars as someone like me has so like i don't think you're the biggest star wars fan in the world mm-hmm. um you didn't even get the reference that i threw out before mm-hmm. so i just i don't think you care too much but you like it that it's a single player game so yeah. i'm guessing it's at like a five you're like tempered yeah all right you're close i had it at like a, i had it at a six 6.5 Good enough. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're right. I'm not a huge Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed the movies a lot. I don't know all the references. Like, you could throw out another one at me, and I would not know yeah. what that is. Like, the one thing that really pissed me off was because, um, like, I took this from PC Gamer. I've kept, of course, they were too busy arguing about the Steam store or whatever the hell. Uh, like, they're like, oh, TurboTax. And just like, no, H&R Block, TurboTax. Oh, excellent. Minesweeper. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, get a grip, guys. But they're just like, order 66 policy. And then, like, right afterwards, they were like, what were the other 65? I'm like, you dumb idiots. Oh, I know. They, see, I know that reference. Yeah. Like, come on now. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, no, no. Um, no the other right, so one I was throwing at you was: Have you ever heard the tale of uh, of the tragedy of EA the Unwise? It's Plagueis the Wise. Oh, it's an okay. old Sith legend. That was his emperor. That was Palpatine's. Sorry, that was Palpatine's uh, Sith master that he kills, mm. like in a really dope, dope ass way. That's who we thought. Uh, what's his face was? Yes, Snoke. Jedi, right? Yep, Snoke. Okay. Yeah. Got it. See, I, I know I know just a tiny bit. Yeah, you just um, ended up with a right. guy in a robe. So I'm guess I'm gonna guess yours. In a robe. Yeah. We can guess yours. Okay. All right here. I I know that you love 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 Star Wars. I do. Terracassi is one of your favorite games. It's game of the you generation it, for generation. You yeah, exactly. You want it back. So I'm gonna go pretty high for you, especially because I know you love respawn as well and you love your Titanfall. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say I'm going to say an 8.5. Holy shit. Did I get it right on the money? Let me tell you why you're the best co-host. That was literally, I was just like, as you were saying it, I was changing it in my mind. And I'm just like, it's a bet- <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, it's between an 8 or a 9. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I can't help but be excited. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I love Star Wars. We get it. Ryan Johnson ruined the whole thing. Um, you know, (laughs) come on, you know, uh, but to me, I don't like where EA has handled or, or yeah, has took star Wars down a dark path. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't like the way that they've handled it, but I love respawn. I understand that EA liked what they saw out of respawn so much that 
they bought them for for half a billion dollars. They liked them so much that they canceled another project because Respawn was just gaining so much traction, mm-hmm. so much progress in making this game that they were just like, holy crap, that's awesome. It's impressive. Most impressive. I, I understand that this is their first ever venture outside of like a first person shooter. Yeah. But when I look at Respawn's rap sheet, it's they've, they haven't hit a sour note. Like even games that didn't sell well, like Titanfall one and two were still fantastic games that Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. Like call of duty revolutionized multiplayer gaming. It's the thing that put it on the map. Right. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I honestly, God, I can't help but to be excited. So much so, sir. So much so. And I know, again, I, I get it. I get it. I shouldn't be. It's EA. But I'm going to be doing reactions to this. Oh, I want to nice. watch okay. the trailer. I want to see you. I want to see this. And so with that, Antonio writes in via Twitter. Is it possible for Star Wars Fallen Order to live up to expectation? Is it even possible for a fresh take on Jedi? I'm sorry. Is it is there even a possible fresh take on Jedi combat, lightsabers, and force powers in action? So the expectations I assume he's talking about Force Unleashed, Unleashed yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So what do you think this game is? Is this a Force Unleashed-like game? Or is this we're going back to Jedi Academy? Mm. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would, I would think more of Force Unleashed area. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where that's where I kind of want it to be. Okay. Um, I do agree with Antonio a little bit. Like, I don't know what they could do to the lightsaber stuff to make it feel fresh and not just a like new coat of paint, for lack of a better term. My my always big problem with lightsabers in video games is that they feel like nerf bats. Like yeah. my dream star Wars game is I'm taking off limbs, dude. Like it, it, to me, it looks more like dynasty warriors type of combat where like throw, throw 80 droids at my Luke Lord has a chub right now. As I'm speaking, <laughs> throw 80 droids at me and I'm slicing and dicing. Like they don't yeah, stand a freaking chance. Like that would be my dream for me though. I think we're going, yeah, like top down over the shoulder. What I would like this story to be because it's between three and four. I don't know if they're going to do this. Probably not. Is I would like it to follow a young Caden, and Caden is from uh, from Rebels. He mm-hmm. uh, he he's an awesome character. He's voiced by the guy that voiced um, oh my god, the big blue guy in Dragon Age, <sighs> Freddie Prince Jr. There you go. Oh okay. Um, he awesome character. And the way he develops is fantastic. And throughout the first season, you think he's just a smuggler, but he's also force sensitive. So to me, how we make the combat feel a little bit more fresh is that, yes, you have this lightsaber, but like the promotional material is like, I forget what they say. It's like, don't don't stand out or something. It's about hiding yourself. So I actually think we're going to do more, maybe even some type of like cover based system. Like we're using blasters, force powers and a lightsaber to boot. But I don't know if we're turning the lightsaber on all too much. Cause to me, I think, 
I think it's all about concealing yourself rather than just whipping that lightsaber out and going to town. And I think they're going to go maybe a opposite route where they took Starkiller. I know I'm going on all these tangents, but like they're like Starkiller, they made him so overpowered. And then the second one, it was just ridiculous, right? Like the promotional material was him tossing around Darth Vader like a rag doll. I would like it where you're a Jedi, but you're not a powerful one. You are not the one. You cannot yeah. go against Darth Vader and even think about, you know, telling the tell afterwards. So I would like it to where, like, yeah, you're a force user, but you're not the best. And, you have and to be I the think, smartest. I think this is where this excites <laughs> me. Um, mm-hmm. We mentioned before, it, this is going to take place, like, right after Order 66. And so, Order like, it's... 66. It's a very, even said it in this PC gamer thing, it's a dark time for the Jedi. So I I think that would be a really cool thing to have your character, whoever it is, try to be as inconspicuous as possible Mm -hmm. and and trying to act like just a a regular, regular old schmo trying to get by. But then when he has to use he or she could be Mm -hmm. cool if it was you could have a choice Mm -hmm. Um, when you have to use the force powers. Like the moment that battle is over, you need to you need to go hide. Like people are coming after you, type of thing. Like I'm, mm. I'm imagining like an uncharted. Again, this is going back to like whatever thirteen thirteen would have been. Yeah. Like from the small little videos of that. Yeah. But like with more lightsabers, Jedi stuff here and there. Okay. Okay. I would like yeah, and I want I would love to see it where like the pr- like the prologue is it, you're fighting like. You're fighting clones, and mm-hmm. then like it's the part in time where the clones are just kind of dying out, and they're using like regular troopers, right? Like like they have the long registration lines and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I would love that. That would be super dope. Where we're seeing because it's an interesting art style that some games have taken, like uh, f- like um, uh, Force Unleashed, where mm-hmm. we see where the Imperial Army starts to begin and the clone army starts to end. And it's this weird art style that is like the perfect blend of clone wars meets the classic. And it just looks so dope. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I go. I'm sorry. That was just, just give me an option. Like I'm going to try to Jedi mind trick people. Yeah. But there's a the chance that you can fail, like some sort of mini game or something. <laughs> oh yes, that and would then be and then stuff goes down. Like if oh, you fail, Kyle. like you, yeah. Oh, we yeah. should stop talking because we're building up expectations. Uh, are you doing question? Yeah. Are you doing a live reaction like on a stream? <sighs> Probably not, because okay. last time that happened, it was kind of. I couldn't record and stream at the same time. Uh, so it'll probably be something that I record and then just quickly edit and put out there. Ah, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but with that, more than anything, I just want a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Kyle, hold on to something real fast, okay? Again, I should let everybody know I'm, I'm, I'm under the weather this week, and it's just been... Oh, I feel like I'm about to get the flu, and I'm panicked. Kyle? Prepare the drop. Now we know each and every week the latest and greatest in PlayStation drops all the games. And they're great from what I yeah. hear. Here's great. where the fever starts coming in. <laughs> but there's too many great games. So here's what we have to do. We have to just pick one. What mm-hmm. is that one game that you're excited? And tell us why. Kyle, what's your game of the week? 
Uh, it's a game you talked about earlier. It's dangerous driving. Uh, it's a game about the sort of driving you want to do when no one else is looking. The game gives you the chance to live out that fan- fantasy. To floor it in everyday cars at high speeds, weaving in and out of traffic and slamming the other cars right off the road. Fun fact, that's what Sean Capri does every time he's running the Xbox track. He's just <laughs> With the coffee everybody. in his hand? Yep, and he's just like, bah! Everybody's like, what the fuck? This guy's a madman. Uh, the next one, this one's my pick, Falcon Age. Falcon Age is a first-person single-player action-adventure as Aura learned to hunt, gather, and fight to reclaim her cultural legacy in the lost art of falcon hunting against the force of automatic, automated colonializers. Bond with a little baby falcon always look out cute and adorable and go on an adventure. Yeah. Those are our picks of the week. And that's not uh, we not we didn't pick them just because they're sponsored. No, pick them because literally. I mean, literally I looked at the list play. and there's things like hospital simulator and yeah. airport simulator. Yeah, and- airports. <laughs> why would I ever want a simulation of me getting frustrated or kicked the shit out of of an airport? Yeah, yeah. So why do I want to be simulated of a of a of a you know an air a flight attendant just oh, walking God, up to me Joe. going, "You're too fat for this flight." <laughs> Can you can you imagine you have to simulate a cross country flight oh, in real time? Man, that's so <laughs> exciting for the three people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't have enough leg room. <laughs> Sir, do you want a towel? Ooh, thank you. Here's some shitty food. <laughs> oh my god, it's like I'm <laughs> it's like I'm actually being beat up. It's great. <laughs> Would you like to watch Jurassic Park three? <laughs> Or Men in Black 3. <laughs> we have Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> oh, wait, real real quick. Yes. Uh, complete aside. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw a fun fact about Avengers Endgame. I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay. But Endgame is the first year where it's not releasing, an Avengers movie is not releasing the same year as that Hotel Transylvania movie. No way. Every single time Avengers has come out, Hotel Transylvania has come out. So I wanted to put that out there. That one's for you, dude. Holy crap, dude. Everybody's going to die in that movie. I can't. I'm at the point, Kyle, where I get anxiety over it because... Oh, me too, man. I don't want any of them to go. I know. It's going to be a rough You'd be disappointed if everybody makes it. Yeah, it would feel a little cheap. Yeah, so it's just like, ooh, you know, it's someone's going to have to bite the proverbial to... bullet. I'm looking at oh, you, gosh. Cap and Iron Man. Oh, no. Oh, boy. But <laughs> no. <laughs> they just shook hands at the game friends again. I know. And, like, <sighs> the the worst thing is, like, you know, little Spider-Man, he's going to be like, my Uncle Ben got Uncle Ben. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I really don't feel good. And now John Favreau rose pork in my mom. <laughs> Sorry, oh. my aunt. Oh, oh no. He's going to make a good Lion King, dude. I'm pretty pumped for it. <sighs> I can't wait. There's the fever. <laughs> yep, it's it. It's it. Hey. We haven't even gotten to the crazy part of this podcast with Andy House's snail mail. Honestly, God, I'm not feeling very good. I'm under the weather. So what I did was I took a flight to Great Britain. Well, you are patient zero for a ton of people right now. Yeah, including his <sighs> dumb, dumb family. So I knock on the door and I'm just like, dude, I'm sick. I'm not in the mood for this. 
So just give me the mail. And in exchange for these blankets, they're fine. They're nice looking blankets. You're going to love them. Knitted them myself. Um, and Andy's just like, you know what? I'm tired of running. I'm like, same here, dude. I'm sick of the, I'm sick of the cat and mouse game we play. He's like, here's just the mail, you know. And listen, it's good that you came out and we talked about this. Like, man, I'll take the blankets. It's really nice. They're really awesome patterns. I'm like, thank you. I worked real hard on them. He gives me the mail. I walk away. Dumb, dumb, fucking idiot. I sneezed on all those blankets. <laughs> Your kids are gonna get the flu, you idiot. <laughs> What a stupid <laughs> fool. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Oh, where are we going? Where are we going? Steve Fontana writes, what's up, oh. man? Long time no what see. Up, buddy? So now that PS name changes are here, let's play a game. What is your new PSN name, which you would give each other? For Kyle, I'd go with Hug and Beard 73. And for Badbit, I'd go with Big Bad Biddity Style <laughs> 69. You're both Big well. bad bitty style. I like it. Kyle? Yeah. What's my name? <sighs> Wanted by Interpol. <laughs> Dope. <laughs> Fugitive. <laughs> well, for yours, I'm going uh, the real Tom Hanks. Because <laughs> people are like, people will be messaging you nonstop. Because if I just named you Tom Hanks, people would second guess it, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. but I bet it's not the real Tom Hanks. <laughs> Is there an underscore in there? Like the real underscore Tom Hanks? Yeah, the yeah. Real Tom underscore Hanks. Oh, absolutely. I'd find a way uh, to get that, that little star next to your name so that it looks mm-hmm. like you're verified. <laughs> yeah. It's the S and Hanks, the dollar sign. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it looks super legit. And, like, I would even change your profile picture to be, like, uh, Captain Phillips or, like, his latest role. It's just Woody. It's <laughs> yeah, just it's Woody. Woody. There you go. Dude, they probably have that. They probably have that. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's amazing. <laughs> Kyle, could you read the next question? Because I'm parched. <laughs> sure. This comes from Nasty Boots. Yeah. Now, you can change your name on PSN. Do you think there will be a drop in the underscore 69 trend that makes people's names super awesome mm. of do you think we will see more of this yes i asked the hard questions we all want to know every time will we see a drop in the xxx's the 420s okay. the 69s of the world blaze it yolo dude yolo oh, i hope not i yeah yeah I kind of wish they would all go away, but I know they're not. Yeah. No, I don't care. And, like, that's the thing, too. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're all, like, this isn't a good solution. But, like, how many people are really going to actually give a shit? Yeah, true. You know, like, most people is just like, like, dude, I see Xbox Live. I'm just like, I walk in there. I'm like, guys, you know you could change your name. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. come on, dude. Jesus. <clears throat> and the last question. Kyle, now I'm just lazy. Could you read that for me? <laughs> This comes from, I'm assuming, a famous Seamus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to confess to your crimes against gaming. Oh, boy. We all know. Well, you steal mail from Andy House. You've you've kept this family under house arrest. This isn't in the question. This is just me telling you. These are your crimes <laughs> against gaming, Joe. <laughs> we all know everyone, including you two, use cheats in games at least once. Mm. My question is, what are some of your favorite cheats in games? Mm. They can be both cheat codes or glitches you can exploit. Also, question about the giveaway. I already gave you guys a five-star review on iTunes during the Red Dead Redemption 2 giveaway. Does this mean I got an 
bonus entry or do I have to leave another five-star review? Man, what a great question. Let's just start from the back and work our way to the front. That's what she said. Yes. Like a Tarantino moving. Let, let's start at the end here. Um, first off, we have a Days Gone giveaway. Uh, to win a copy of Days Gone, it has to be physical now, so I have to ship it out to you. Yikes. Thanks a lot, Sony. Um, but, yeah, uh, in order to enter, all you have to do is follow PS Trophy Room on Twitter. All one word, and you're entered. You like and you uh, retweet the pin tweet, you're entered. Now, there's a bonus entry, which is rating us five stars on iTunes. It helps us out, shows us that you care, and it gives you a bonus entry to win the game when it comes out. So with that, if you've already done that, if you're the Robbie Bobby Millers, if you are the famous Seamuses out there in the world, you've already went the extra mile, don't worry. I know. I check like crazy. But if you're in, like, if you're from like Great Britain or like a smaller country, I don't know. Um, they're all figments of the imagination to me. I'm American. Um, please tweet us that image. And just in general, just tweet us the image of your five star review, um, or else there might be a chance I overlook it. So, and when I say chance, I mean, there's a good possibility. I'm going to overlook it because iTunes, it's selected via country. So if you're like from like Poland, I can't just go through the flags and just, you know, get each and every review out there. It'd be crazy. So again, tweet us a picture and you'd be entered. If you already did it, I know who you are. Seamus, I know you entered. Don't worry about it. Uh, Real quick. Yes. You just saying that uh, the UK is a figment of your imagination. Uh Does that mean you travel to Andy House's house in your mind every week to get the mail? I'm going to spin this little guy I have in the back. If it falls, this is a dream. (laughs) It's a cheap gag, but people seem to really love it and talk about it years afterwards. Um, So with that, what is your biggest crime against gaming? gaming? Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a couple. Okay. I mean, some are are not like um, super hardcore crimes. Like sure. everyone's done GTA cheats, yeah. like nonstop. Everyone I'm pretty sure has done like the Tony Hawk cheats, where you can do like no gravity oh, and just high score it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for me, it's not really so much the cheat stuff, yeah. uh, but like not playing certain major games or like my big crimes against gaming, mm. like. Bloodborne, I've never really touched, and you hate me for it. Zelda, never played it really a Zelda game for more than ten minutes. Overrated. Don't worry. Uh, Witcher is sitting right there on my shelf. Haven't touched it. Uh, you know those those are kind of my hardcore crimes. Yeah. That I I, I should probably go to jail for. <laughs> Straight I, up I should jail. Probably go to jail. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's what I think too. Like. I don't know. I never thought cheats were a big thing. Yeah, like GTA cheats, Tony Hawk cheats are the first one that come to mind. But really I mean, I, we've I all done played. exploits before, but I don't I consider that said, cheating. I thought you were going to say ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Kyle, what? Yeah, no, yeah, we've all done exploits. Um, let me think. This is a great question. Oh, man. I'm even like trying to think of mods back in World of Warcraft that were like shady that you shouldn't have done. But... Nothing really too bad. Um, does the does the Pokemon rare candy trick count as cheating? I think. Oh, that like, ex- another exploit. I mean, Missingo back in the day, right? Yeah, that was a big one. God, Detective Pikachu looks fucking great. Um, is that going to be a day one? I'm pretty sure it's a day one for me. Detective Pikachu. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Did it's you actually see the latest trailer? Birthday weekend. Oh my god! I have not though, dude. It's it's just showcasing a whole bunch of them, and there's a Charmander. I freaked. I freaked. No. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Crimes Against Gaming. While well, I talked about Pokemon on a PlayStation podcast, uh, I did an Xbox podcast when I really wasn't a fan of it. Because that's a that's <laughs> a that's a thing. I, I guarantee you, almost every Ooh. single one of you that are listening to this. Uh, committed a crime against gaming where you didn't support the Vita. How dare you? How dare you? That actually, you know what? That'll be my sin. So for a person that has a a PlayStation podcast, I'm going to be real with you. Yeah. The PSP was all right. And oh. the Vita? Oh. Eh. Oh, no. Eh, that'll be my gaming sense. Bye. I'll oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was a DS boy. I liked my SP. That was those were those are dope. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I'm sorry, Kyle. It's fine. I'm so sorry. So that's been the trophy room, I think. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up built out a bummer, but yeah, man, that's been the show. Again, it was a slower week, but man, there was a lot of. We talked about something major that is finally in PlayStation. It's happening. Yeah, and after like years and years and years, and like just easy mode. Please be nicer to people. Yeah. Just please, just be nicer. There's just so many ways of just being a better, decent human being. Uh, Joe, real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Uh, something we do on the show. Mm-hmm. We say, you know, go give some love to yes. some uh, creator out I there. I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, can can I make a suggestion? Sure. Um, go give some love to Steven Spoon uh, of Able Gamers. Uh, he on Twitter, I think yesterday and today, actually since this whole accessibility thing has been going on, Mm -hmm. uh, people are just being extremely rude and just saying some really awful things about how accessibility is not that big of a deal. So go give him a, some love and go check out able gamers because they do fantastic work. Yeah, please. And and let me try to get his name out here as well so that I don't mispronounce or misspell it. Uh, So again, Reach out to Steven Spawn. I think it's Spawn. I don't think it's Spoony, son of a bitch. Uh, oh. it, it's S-T-E-V-E-N-S-P-O-H-N. Again, it is S-T-E-V-N-S-P-O-H-N. Steven Spawn does great, amazing things on the internet. and is one of my biggest inspirations of 2019. He's mm-hmm. fantastic. And seriously, like... The the way he's encountered with so many people, both big and small, when it comes to like content creation and this whole debate, he's reached out to so many, impacted so many, and to yeah. see so many people being absolutely evil, yeah. that's the only word that comes to my mind, is yep. evil towards him. God, you're sick. God, you need help. If If... Literally, like, an easy mode in Dark Souls gets you so upset mm-hmm. that you need to say something fucking chaotically gross. Uh, you need to find the nearest cliff, and I'll walk you towards the edge. Because seriously, you're t- fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's fucking gross. There's things I've seen, and some of the creators, I'm not going to say names, but, like, I've seen just kind of mock the idea. You're sick. You're gross. You need fucking help. Yeah. Ugh. But I'm going to leave it on a high note. Steven Spawn. Awesome. Awesome person. The the one gift that I keep popping up in my head is literally what he's been doing this whole week. Is like It's like the Iron Man Tony fight where he just gets up. He's like, I could do this all day. That's yep. That's been Steven. 
Like he's been terrific. So go out there, yeah. give him some love. Did I wave myself this week? Absolutely not. It's been too chaotic. Hopefully next week it gets so much easier because right now I've just been in a constant mode of panic attacks and being sick and it's gross and I hate it. So with all that said, Kyle, let's plug out out of here. Sure. Uh, as always, I'd like to plug myself at ninja 73 on Twitter and on PSN. Mm-hmm. That name's not changing. Uh, go send me those friend requests. Uh, my podcast, All About the Kind of Funny Community, is uh, BFS Talk Funny or Best Friends Talk Funny wherever you listen to podcast services. And pretty soon, next week, maybe, a uh, new podcast uh, that the Kind of NYC crew is doing called Dollar Slice Podcast. You can find that at Dollar Slice Pod on Twitter. And we're pretty sure that it's going to go live everywhere where you can listen to podcasts soon. And here, if you like this podcast, and I know why you would, then please follow us on Twitter, PS Trophy Room. Get entered in our Days Gone giveaway. Please, please, please subscribe to us over at Bad Bit Games, where we talk about the latest and greatest in all things PlayStation. And yeah, if you love the Trophy Room, please rate us five stars. It gives you a bonus entry. And you can follow us wherever there's an RSS feed out there. My personal favorite is uh, Overcast. It's a fucking awesome app that one person made. Juan yeah. Rybo told awesome. me that. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, everyone keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation.